Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. So, do not fear me, for I am with you. Written by Eaton of Mind. The journalist nervously cleaned its antennae. Chogris took a small interlude between questions to inhale from the sickly sweet taffer cigar that he had brought to the interview. The film crew had approached him from an interview about the human Coreb War and had been going from system to system, interviewing any who the Hawathi could find. A documentary the producer had stated in DM to commemorate the 45th anniversary of the Great War. Jagras didn't mind. The big biped had been whining away his days since the end of the war, since his veteran's pension took care of the day-to-day bills. He much enjoyed returning his war stories to the younger who, at least, the one fit for small ears to hear. The big bipedal reptile stretched as the reporter's translator made the universal <coughs> sound. Now, how did the Huwathi get involved in the human and Kalib war? I understand that the Huwathi Dominion sits between the now reclassified Orion arm of the galaxy and the... Yes, he interrupted, exhaling his nicotine hit in his cold blood. The Huwathi Dominion sits a little closer to human space than it does galactic or even hydrop space. To be perfectly honest, we hadn't even known there was a Galactic Federation, as we had just discovered subspace FTL, and were busy parting courses through the nearest systems. Yes, as most nations are wont to do, you were in the middle of your first expansion phase, I take it. The interviewing Anzuki rubbed her forward legs against its eyes, cocking its head from side to side as it cleaned its eyes. It reminded the Chagras of how a fly cleaned its head. That is correct. It was during the 15 year of our expansion that we had first contacted the Corlip during the so-called... Uh, he hissed silently, mouth pulled back even so slightly to reveal short incisors. Akareti, he spat the word. That is what they call their wars of expansion. He finished in disgust. Our very first interstellar travelers, and what did they do? The first thing they did was kill the explorer which had found them. The next thing they did was invade and conquer our fifth most settlement, and they looted, killed, and eventually glassed Katib. They sent two billion souls to the fiery road, and it was all we could do not to cry out in mortal horror. They were reptiles like us, yet they killed as if they were demons. Trudy, those were dark times. He finished, slowly snorting air out of his grills into the universal sign of a sigh. And then what happened? Well, we had been fighting a losing battle against them. There were simply too many of them. For every one of our warships, they had thirty. The more adventurous of their fleet simply let us be as they raced past the outer spiral ward edges of our empires with the more bloodthirsty elements stayed behind to, um, genocide, he growled. He had been fighting them for nigh on ten years when, well, they came. You mean the humans, yes? 
I was young, merely a private when they came. At first they didn't know our language, didn't understand us. They worked quickly, however, and together we pushed the Corleb out of systems and racing across the stars. He smiled, his eyes nictating slowly as he fondly remembered. I remember once on a planet the cartographers had called Daven Three. I witness what I've come to recognize was probably the most human of human things. He laughed, the sound coming from deep within his chest. Can you elaborate? Well, I'd been fighting in the integrated Hawathi human battalion at the time. We had been sent to ground site, and his planet was the only one habitable in the system and was thus vital logistical target. We had pushed the Corleb well past the galactic center and were pushing them roughly. Hmm, he paused and hummed thoughtfully. West-ish. Well, towards their home systems, I should say. He finished. He made it to speak again, but stopped, a wry smile spreading across his reptilian peaches as he chuckled inwardly. Is something the matter? The bug stopped his self-grooming, his antennae pointing straight forwards and towards the Hawathi. Do you know, began Chogra, still throat laughing, that according to all known interstellar naval commanders, an interstellar warship cannot be used in close air support capabilities on account of atmospheric burn and ground fire being too much of a concern for the safety of the ship to warrant such an action? He asked coyly. The bug was almost taken aback, and after a moment responded, Did you say, close air support, as in direct support of the ground war? Did you mean close-range orbital bombardment? It asked, cocking its head to the side in a ununiversal look of confusion. No, I mean literal air support. The humans use something called void seeding. Essentially, the hull armor is set into a turtle back formation. There is an outer layer of cold fusion armor on the outside, designed to not only shrug off and dissipate the energy behind the high caliber shell, but also to protect the inner armor layer of armor in case of the outer layer gets slagged by energy weapons. He took another long drag of his cigar. Essentially, the outer layer of armor is like a shield around the shield. Their humans use this to great advantage, since they can support individual infantry actions. He finished, relishing the bug's obvious confusion. That, uh, that is utterly insane, balked the bug. No, insanity's realizing the screaming, burning leviathan is broadcasting a signal as it enters the atmosphere, he replied calmly. It's, uh, a message. Yes, during one of the most bloody days on that planet, a division of three corvettes, that is what they call their smallest class of warships, entered the atmosphere to support my battalion. He paused for a while, his eyes glazing over as he remembered. The leader, he broadcast a message when he passed over our position. What did he say? The mosquito hum of passing lasers only heightened his anxiety as the Corleb horde in front of him strained against one another to overcome their position. The mass of blue aliens were like an angry, writhing, screaming ocean of hate as they surged towards the hill bunker. Three of his squad mates were downed, one screaming as a bloody, steaming hole where his arm used to be sizzled. It had been cooked on the high-energy laser weapons of the Corleb. 
and the smell of burning meat only heightened his senses as he raked the oncoming horde with returning fire. It had been three days, three days of continuous assault, and the prefabricated FOB bunker his battalion had set up in was looking worse for wear. Holes where the enemy lasers had penetrated left ghastly black smoking points and the teal-gray wall. His eyes were sore, the nictating membrane long since drawn over his eyes to protect them from the violent glares of the plasma gamma fire. He felt all hope was lost. There were simply too many of them. Their scales caught the lights of the passing lasers as they glowed like a tidal horde. He had resigned himself to emptying his heavy gun into the oncoming horde and pulling his grenade pins when all of a sudden the night evaporated around him. He heard a great noise like a great dragon roaring and he looked up. Three falling stars had detached themselves from the heavens and were rocketing towards the earth. They looked like three stars burning the darkness away as they grew brighter and brighter. He realized after a moment two things. The desperate firefight around him had stopped as everyone turned to stare, and that the lights were getting brighter. As he contemplated his coming demise, he heard it, like a god from the Aether speaking. It boomed, shaking the ash and the dirt around him as the roaring grew closer. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be nothing at all. A human voice boomed. A second later, he heard the ship speak. Innumerable lights spread off the stars, and it was only as he heard the earth-shattering boom did he realize what they were. By the Holy Ten... They did it. They actually did it, he thought, daring slack-jawed as the light around the three dissipated, revealing the angular shapes of the warships above. The night had tried reasserting itself, but the warships disagreed. As soon as the hulls had cooled off and the light had died down, hangars, gun decks, torpedo and missile silos opened almost in unison. They rained death down upon the heads of the corlib turning enormous swaths of the horde into nothing more than gibbet and ash. Anti-air batteries opened up, but they did little against the gently floating leviathans. It was almost as if an afterthought that the leftmost ship in the inverted V formation turned on its shields. The black and high explosive shells had their beam pinging off the hull, but all dissipated as they came in contact with the high-energy shield. Hey! The frick are you doing? Get your crap and gear and move your rear. We're following the retreat. He heard a voice behind him which snapped him out of his reverie. He had fallen into while watching the now distant warships utterly annihilate the oncoming infantry. After another moment, he realized that the firefight which had paused upon the arrival of the ships had completely died as soon as they began opening fire. He turned to face his commanding officer, a slightly shorter man by the name of Cole Perrin. Uh, sir, how? What? Why? 
He sputtered, shock and confusion writ large across his face. Evidently, his expression must have been greatly amusing the sergeant because the stern grimace slowly lightened into a large smile and then into a raucous laughter. Yeah, guess your Hawathi have never seen a close air support, huh? That, uh, those were warships. How are they even flying in the atmosphere? How did they not break apart in the entry? Asked Kutogras, dazed by the flagrant violation of sanity that the three warship captains had displayed. Off in the distance, the Korleb and the scrambled fighters to counter the emergency threat. He turned to watch as the foremost warship shields glittered in the night. A point defense batteries all along the top of the ship were lit up. As if he looked closely enough, he could see the enemy fighters boring like wheat before a seasoned farmer's scythe. Yep, Navy got here just in time. Now pack up your crap and follow me. That there, Cole pointed to the distant warships, is a golden opportunity sent to us by the big man on high, and I'll be damned if we do not exploit it. On your feet, trooper, we got aliens to kill, he finished with a savage grin. The Hawathi could do nothing except stare in slack-jawed awe as the faintly registered short bipedal men and women streaming out of the FOB. Some even blew larger holes in the already ruined base walls to get out faster. He slowly turned his head, looking at the other Hawathi, whose faces only echoed his utter shock. Great Kateb, who guides the warriors to the fiery road in the sky? Let me not forget this day. Let me tell the story to my children, and they their children. For I have witnessed your children from across the fiery road, and I witnessed them true. He thought somebody, something grew within him, watching the glowing starships in the distance, and the racing human troopers all whooping in excitement and glee, something raw and hot, yet cold and sure as steel. As he rose, he felt something inside him shift and change, transmogrify into a new sensation, which could only be summed up in a simple phrase, I am with you. A lengthy silence followed. The bug had all but stopped the frantic twitching of its antennae, and the old Hawathi had likewise let the cigar burn until it was a nub of a hair's breadth from his talon. Do you know what those words were? He asked after a moment as the dead silence lingered. They were from an ancient, ancient book of the humans. It tells the story of one of their most powerful gods, the god of Abraham, telling the chosen people to rejoice, for he was with them in the war against the unjust and unrighteous foe. The Awathi finished, taking a long final drag at the cigar. The humans, they were true, truer than true they were, uh... He paused, his protective membrane crossed his eyeballs and wiped the forming tears away. After the war ended, our homes were ruined, our people were tired, in deep despair and hopeless. The humans, the ones that stayed, they helped us. They didn't need to. After all, they had their own homes, their own hearts to rebuild. But they stayed. They worked with us. Claw in hand to rebuild and repopulate our empires. They gave us better medicines, better ship engines, and greater understanding of history and culture. The Hawathi made a shuddering noise as the memories became too much. He paused for a few seconds before continuing. The who who stood then were witness to the humans of few. The Caleb will soon take us in the fiery road. I too 
am old and withering, but let it be known. If those so call for me, then I will come running to their aid. If they call upon the Hawathi, then I'll make sure with my dying breath that our war fleets will stand ready with them. They showed us mercy in our darkest hour, and we may yet spend another hundred years repaying them for all they have done. If this documentary reaches the human space, then let me say this. The Hawathi stood. The years and constant smoking have not been merciful to his body. Yet he stood and stared at the camera as he uttered, Humanity is the savior of the Hawathi, and if you need us, if you need me, and I am with you. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.